Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 106, The New Context. It turns out Junior had started going to yoga class. I asked her about it on that same day, the day after I came clean to Parp about Cammie and her snuggle boy. I asked because she just casually started talking about Downward Facing Dog and bought this blue mat she rolled up and tucked away in the corner of our bedroom. So when are you going to these classes? I asked. Lunchtime, she said. It's a freebie. Mohu matted it last year as a benefit. I also found out what she was studying at the newbie school. Quote, woman, family, and the new context, end quote. I still have no idea what the new context is, but I assumed back then it had something to do with how women can be strong and independent and still finger their clits while thinking of movie stars. Somehow yoga and fitness had a place in the new context, and it started to bug me a little that the wife was clearly transforming herself into slam bait for any transient cock. And before you ladies start saying, Aha, you hypocritical bastard! Don't forget, I'm on to you. I know why you feed us and fatten us up and break us down into sniveling simps for web sluts. It's so no other woman will ever want to fuck us. So don't pretend to be the victims here. I wanted the wife to have no options at that point, but I didn't start feeding her steaks and cakes, and telling her she looks dignified with that paunch. That's just not honorable. It's female. So I don't know. In the back of my mind, I still kept snapshots of the single mommies I wanted to plow, and it seemed like a good day was when one of them looked at me with that couple second linger. And a great day? A great day was when a babe came into the bar and flirted with me. But the day after me and Parp had the conversation about Cammie and Thorpe Chimp, like I said in the last chapter, that day wasn't a great day or even a good day. It was a routine bartender wipes the counter day. I was a worm living a worm's life. Worse, I was a square worm living a square worm's life. And that night at midnight, I lugged my ass home and checked my email. Nope, nothing. From no one. I almost got out the contact sheet and looked up Cynthia's email, but resisted the temptation. Which, if you know me, you know is kind of a milestone. Right now, while I'm typing this, I'm a little steamed because I'm having these weird feelings of wanting to bend Junior over the kitchen sink and pound her ass until she screams, Forgive me! Now that I think of it, the fantasy doesn't end exactly there. I keep pounding Junior through her plaintive cries until I've satisfied both Admiral Balsey and Captain Think. Admiral Balsey needs to be satisfied in the usual manly fashion. Captain Think needs to be satisfied in a slightly weirder way I can't explain. It's like He's getting vengeance, but only if you can imagine vengeance having a wild laugh like the Joker as played by Cesar Romero. And when I say 
Right now while I'm typing this? I mean, right now in the present after Junior called me up to say, Ha ha, I got cornholed. I think you can tell I hate the bitch. So what does it all mean? I definitely need her to be crying in order to get a smile back on my face, so... I've got a session with Jessica in half an hour. I'll see what she says. Okay, back from the session. No breakthrough. Maybe I want to assert my dominance over the absconding twat, and maybe, according to Jessica, I want to be reminded of how powerless I am in the real world. Jessica. Junior. What a pair of cunts. We'll find out which theory is closer to the truth over the next few decades worth of therapy which pretty much guarantees I'll be stewing about this same exact subject for at least another 20 years. That's what therapy is good for. It lets you remember all the people in your life you couldn't stand and why you couldn't stand them, so when you meet people like them again, you'll know enough to scurry away. Only in order for that to actually work, you're still reliving a backstabbing you got when you were eight and secretly making plans to get back at some little bitch who laughed at you in the sixth grade for wearing glasses with lenses that were maybe super thick. Writing this book is all about making sure I remember all the filth, you know? I think I'm going to finish this and get my damn revenge and justice and then say fuck it to the rest of the therapy. No more Jessicas or Fritzes or Atoms. No more accepting myself. I'm going to retire and reject myself for a few years and see what monster sticks its head out of that ocean. Oh, and while I was in her office, Jessica asked to see the book again. You know, this book. The whole thing about me wanting to pound Junior's ass while she begs and sobs. The fact that I wanted to start pounding it after she was cruel to me with the cornholing remark. The fact that what really turns me on is the thought of her giving it to me to pound until she cries, but I still keep pounding like a bastard. The fact that Captain Fink has a Cesar Romero laugh. That was maybe 10 minutes of the session. The rest was, so can I see it? Why can't I see it? I'm not going to judge you. I just want to see what progress you're making. Then she got heavy-handed. She called writing the book an integral part of my therapy that I wasn't sharing with her. Didn't I want feedback? Didn't I respect her? Didn't I want the most help I could get? Jesus, Murgatroyd Christ. So okay, I said to her, I'll think about it. But I really didn't see what choice I had. I'm not one of those people who can live in a constant state of antagonism. Wars of attrition, I usually give up at the first blast of cannon. The thought of seeing somebody all the time and being on my guard or fighting them? Fuck that. Pay them off and move on. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022, by Dan Wrench.